Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. All right, what is going on, everybody? America Unplugged, right here on Rockfin. You know the deal. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, bang, bang, we shutting them down. All day long, all weekend long. Thank you for hanging out. We appreciate you. And I'm joined by the usual suspects, ladies and gentlemen, two fine, fine gentlemen. And I think I can use that term, right? When I describe these two, Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's up, sir? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. It's a beautiful day in the Ozarks. Uh, Good to see you and Don. What's going on? It is a beautiful day. Uh, I'm assuming it's a beautiful day in Ozarks. I trust you. I don't think you're going to lie to me and tell me, you know, that it's a beautiful day and there's thunderstorms outside. And, you know, I, I trust you 100%. It's really nice up here in New York City, too. It's a little bit a little bit chilly. I'm wearing a hoodie as a result because I'm a little cold, you know, but uh, in my own apartment. But it is what it is. I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend, running around and going to go do some stuff. Halloween, I think I'm going to dress up as Miles Morales. Yes, I think I think we're gonna pull that off. For those of you that don't know, that's that's Latin Spider Man. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna do that. Don Jeffries, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, it's beautiful here too, uh, and 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 uh, uh, Northern Virginia. The foliage is again, I, and I suggest all the non-believers just kind of. This is a time of year where you can see the hand of God everywhere. Because I mean, at least where 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 we have the uh, the change of seasons, it's, un, it's spectacular this year. Where they, we have so many trees in our yard and. One of them is huge, and it kind of towers way above uh, the skylight we have in the kitchen. And just, it, it's gold. It's all gold this year. And so when we walk in, we always look. It looks like there's a light on because the, it's bathes the uh, kitchen in gold. So it's beautiful, beautiful uh, foliage out there. So enjoy it. Very well put. The hand of God. You can see the fall is beautiful. Yep. The autumn. And I, I, I will, I will give a big shout out to Mr. Wayne McCroy who is in the chat. And he drew at one point um, some parallels between uh, autumn and the word autism. Right? We're gonna have we're gonna have a, a, a Mr. Wayne McCroy back on to maybe discuss some of those ideas. Wayne, what's up, buddy? John one four two is or is it one four nine? John one four nine. What's up, buddy? Shame on me. How you doing? Uh, Rhonda Tate is in the chat early. What's up, Rhonda? How you doing? We appreciate you. Harps is here. What's going on? Patrick S. is here. What's going on with you? Wayne McCroy, like I said, is here, man. All of you guys, thank you for hanging out early. Okay, let's get into it. The biggest one, uh, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. And I was watching some stuff this morning. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I don't know what it is, okay? I think we're going we're gonna to find Donald Trump reinstated on Twitter very soon. I, I don't see how we avoid that at this point. He's going to alienate some people. Some people are going to be happy about it. Some people are going to be sad. Is this a bad purchase for Elon Musk? I was watching some reports this morning and uh, there was an NYU professor. I'll get his name. I don't have it right now. Talking about how uh, $32 billion went up in smoke because uh, of something. I'm, I'm really not sure, but I was sitting there and listening to it. Tony, you're nodding your head. What's going on? Well, it's a mixed bag because free speech is profitable going to add more people to the roles. There'll be more activity. The problem is, is that Elon Musk is going to cross the government because big tech is an extension of government. These are censoring platforms on purpose. They were built to draw you in and then they drop the trap door and you get stuck there. You're either on there or you're not. And so Elon's disrupting that. And I love the chaos, by the way. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. like Elon Musk, but I love the chaos. It's, it's interesting. I think, um, he has a good shot at doing something great here, but he's going to have to fight. It's not going to be easy. This isn't the free market. Um, but it does kind of remind me of when Trump took over the Republican Party. It looked great on the outside. It looked like it was going to be a lot of fun and a lot of chaos, but it didn't end well. We'll see how it goes. 
All right. Let's uh let's uh, let's discuss a little bit of that. Um Colin Wysong in the chat. What's up, brother? Grand Rising America Unplugged, he said. And the citizens of the chat. What's going on? To all of you, greetings and blessings. Okay. So um uh, the guy that I'm referring to, I got him right here. He's a NYU professor of marketing. His name is Scott Galloway, right? And uh, he he was saying that um he doesn't think this is a good deal. He doesn't think Elon Musk is going to be able to pull off or what he wants to pull off as far as a free, a free speech uh, platform goes. And he did draw some parallels of, with Elon Musk and his connection to China and how China may, because uh, apparently there's a lot of money involved uh, with, with Elon in China and that China may pull some strings to, you know, uh, have some things censored in that manner. I mean, this guy seemed very, very one-sided. I, I will go ha- go ahead and say that. But that is an interesting point to bring up. What's up, Don Jeffries? How are you? Okay, thanks. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, you don't become uh, a billionaire, let alone the alleged world's richest person, as I guess they claim Elon Musk is now. Uh, but again, I don't think they count the Rothschilds. <laughs> they never seem to count them because I've heard they have more than all of them. But uh, regardless of the known people, I, you don't get that kind of wealth. Well, you know, Victor uh, Hugo, I think it was the, the writer that said, uh, you know, back in the 1800s, that behind every great fortune lies a great crime. So uh, to, when you get that much of a fortune, it's hard not to have a crime in there somewhere. So it's, it's hard to trust somebody like Elon Musk. And much as Trump, when Trump was coming up with the populist rhetoric during 2016, it kind of went against his you know, entire life. And uh, it was something that was, was foreign to his, his history. So a lot of us were skeptical, obviously, but it sounded really good. And uh, and Elon Musk is now, you know, maybe the foremost free speech advocate as far as, you know, constantly talking about it publicly that we've ever seen. And he's put his money where his mouth, his significant money where his mouth is. So we'll see. I've already tested, uh, you know, I put up my first uh, free speech test was uh, Pizzagate. So I'll try, uh, you know, uh, I'll try uh, sudden sudden deaths later and we'll try, uh, you know, electoral fraud, uh, Sandy Hook, things mm-hmm. like that. Just to, just try, we'll try all the keywords and see, you know, but uh, and maybe he hasn't got it all installed yet, but it sounds good. But again, I know his history and people that tell me, oh, are you talking about Elon Musk? I said, look, I understand. I understand he probably wants to chip us. And I've heard all his weird comments and I, I understand what his history is. And maybe his wife and his mother are both practicing witches. You know, we've heard all these things. I don't know. But um, all I can do is tell you, he's, he says the right things, but so did Trump. So we'll see if he if there is a hidden like Tony talks about a trap door, but I, I don't see how he could make Twitter worse. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's possible. Maybe though, but without us, you know, agreeing to some kind of uh, you know nefarious thing, I don't know how he could. But if it, it's, all I know is if I'm not shadow banned anymore, I'll be happy there. And if uh, if you know we have one platform to say what we want to say. And nobody's going to, you know, ban us. And, and Trump, well, I think I already heard Billy Ray that Trump uh, announced something, welcome back to Twitter or something. So, I, I, you know, you know, that was happening. So yeah. uh, that'll, and of course, that'll make, that'll, because the, the best thing about it, like Tony said, is the chaos, because the best thing about this, beyond the prospect of free speech, of real free speech, is the reaction to it, the response to it, and how you can see, just as uh, we'll talk later about the, all the, the war hawks of the Democratic Party, the left clearly, absolutely hates free speech now. The concept just drives them crazy. I, Tucker Carlson was playing all the uh, all the clips from MSNBC and all these people that I would never see, you know, if it wasn't for him. But I mean, they're just beyond themselves. They're just apoplectic about this. Oh my God. And they're even talking with well, this hilarious thing is they're talking about the threat of someone that wealthy, a bill, do we really want a billionaire running this? And it's, it's like, uh, what do billionaires not run? <laughs> what about Zuckerberg on Facebook? Is that, that's okay. Uh, what about Jeff Bezos running Amazon and the Washington Post? I mean, billionaires run everything. I mean, how do you, how do you get these things if you're not a billionaire, but suddenly they're concerned about it. Maybe they'll, you know, start reading survival of the richest next, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. That'd, that'd be a good deal, right? Oh, right well, be, you want be a that. good deal. That'd be, a, that'd be a great deal. Yeah. So, well, yeah, maybe Elon will hold it up. That'll be the well. Then I'll believe in him. But uh, again, it's it's you know it's hard to trust in somebody that has that kind of money, and he's not exactly sharing the wealth. But if he brings free speech back to one platform, then it's a good thing. And uh, I'll you know whatever nefarious stuff, the World Economic Forum, all the things he supposedly lied with, we'll see. But right right now, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch the reaction when Trump comes back to Twitter. 
not that there will be anything relevant that Trump will say. It'll be back to the same stupid stuff. But he will trigger people almost as much as if he went back in the White House. Right. It'll be interesting to see the response to that because their heads will explode. Because, I mean, that's my whole point is this other side, they really, I, I think they would rather have World War III. They would rather have a nuclear bomb dropped on them than have to sit through Trump's tweets. And that's all they care about. They don't care. We might not have heat this winter. Might have, you know, run out of diesel fuel. Uh, gas is through the roof. And uh, we, we got war all the time. Uh, but at least try to have to look at Trump's stupid tweets. And I, I, that's where their heads are at. So we'll see if they actually have to look at Trump tweets. Maybe then they'll concentrate on war and things like that. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I'll tell you something. You know, I'm, I'm not one to make predictions, but I'm going to make a few today. OK, and, and here's the first one. Trump getting let back onto Twitter almost guarantees that he will not be the president of the United States in 2024. Yeah, yeah. Trump, stay away. If you want the White House, <laughs> stay in Truth Social. Do not go to Twitter, please. It is a trap. I don't know why I'm giving you advice. I am not a fan of you, but just, just <laughs> stay away. Just saying. Tony, closing thoughts. What are you thinking, man? What are you thinking about the China connection? Is that a thing, China and Elon Musk? Oh, for sure. I mean, again, uh, Elon Musk is a construct. I mean, who who really knows who he actually is? I mean, you know a little mm -hmm. bit about his family history, and Don knows this as well. You go back to the 1930s, a massive technocracy movement all over the world. As a matter of fact, H.G. Wells wrote that story, Things to Come, and they had a big movie. You know, it was a big production about how the the technocracy and the group of elite scientists would take over the world and basically set it on some sort of one-world government controlled by the by the smartest and the best. And uh, Elon Musk's grandfather was part of that movement and was right, kicked right. out of Canada. That's why he's from Africa. Uh, so he's a technocrat at heart. This is, I think he's making a play here, um, you know, and he could turn Twitter very profitable. I, I don't know. It's it, to me, I love the chaos. I'm all for that. Uh, I think he will let Trump back on. I think he, I, it, it, at first it may go pretty well and we'll yeah. see. Uh, but I do think that uh, as we found out over the years, these companies, are not truly autonomous. Mm -hmm. They are they are run from the government itself. The government right. tells them who to censor, what to censor, and um, and I think that this is a, a is very much out in the open and proven now. Yeah. So well, I, 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 just one more th th what Tony said about uh, uh, Elon Musk being from South Africa. Doesn't that technically make him then an African American? <laughs> yes. So I mean, he's the most powerful. If, if so, the, the richest man <laughs> in the world is an African American, right? I mean. <laughs> If that's what it means, is he right? American? Like, is he an American citizen? I think. So. I think. I don't know. I, I, or well, then maybe he'll be the richest illegal alien. I don't know. Is he here? I don't even know he's legally. I mean, we don't know what his status is, but so he could be an African American. He could be an illegal alien. He's covering all the bases, and he's a billionaire. But uh, hey, if he's for free speech, I don't care what he is. But uh, and he's a robot, so we get yeah, that. Well, I wish he. I wish he would say, "Hey, you know, I'm. I. I that's how he should respond to the criticism." Oh, so you're just upset because an African-American has taken over a platform. First, I mean, I, I would love to see that because you need to throw this nonsense back in their faces. And technically, by a definition, if he's, you know, in America and he came from Africa, I think that's an African-American. I don't know. Well, you need to write a column on that. <laughs> I can't dispute that point. You know, <laughs> it would be what it would be. Right. So, um. But uh, this guy uh, from NYU also started talking about the possibility of bots, right? And and Chinese bots all over Twitter. That that's another thing we need to look at as a result of this. Maybe they're already they're, they're already there, you know. Like the, so many bots on Twitter at this point, you know. Um, and people were like, "Oh, they're purging," you know. That my my my, uh, my follow count just went down. They're attacking me now. Nah, those were all bots. Those are a bunch of bots that were following me. That's why they kicked them out. You know, so, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what Elon Musk gets done here. Uh, he walked in to a Twitter headquarters with a kitchen sink. Uh, <laughs> the guy's a funny dude. Yeah. Let's see what let's see what develops here. Let's see if we actually get some free speech. I, I, I think it's going to be a shit show. But we we it's nothing but time. And like like Tony and, and, and Don alluded to. Right. It's it's a. Uh, it's going to be chaos, and chaos is always entertaining. So we'll sit down and watch. Let's see what develops. Tom Cooper is in the chat. What's up, Tom Cooper? Angry Tiger gave the boys $5. Thank you, Mr. Tiger. We appreciate you, man. Uh, Opus Cosmic is in there. Joel Smith is also in there. Tom Cooper, what is going on, my dude? 
Felix Caraballo. What's up, Felix? Felix, Thank hey. you for being here. Uma Umatha is here, and he and he. I I don't know what that is that you wrote. No idea. Um, but uh, I'm going to assume that it is something good. Um, yeah, and and uh, back to the technocrat thing, right? Yeah, Elon Musk comes from uh, you know, technocratic roots. Uh, and they used to use the yin yang was their symbol or is their symbol, I think, but it was a red and white yin yang. Is that right, Tony? It was red and white, right? I believe so. I yeah, it was right. it was a red and white one to represent uh the tech the the technocratic movement. Um Gammy Wolf, what's up, dude? How are you doing? We've been waiting for you. Uh glad to see you back here with us at America Unplugged. Thank you for joining us. The dude, uh, Chris Graves, is also here. Chris. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, moving on. So we can we can continue to talk about Elon Musk, of course. But but let's let's talk about the uh, midterms, which are right around the corner. This move might directly impact the midterms in some way, shape, or form. Some people are saying that the old CEO and CFO of Twitter need to be. Uh, prosecuted for election meddling, right? Somebody came out and said that yesterday, some prominent person, I forget who it was, but uh, um, whatever. So the the same thing is going to happen here. Now, midterms are right around the corner. What happens if uh, the Republicans take back, you know, whatever they take back, one house or or the other, you know, like they might take uh, both or they might just take one. I I don't know what's going to happen. People are saying that it's closer than it's uh, than it looks. Um, Tony, what happens? What do you think? I think that the Republicans are probably poised to take the House, um, possibly the Senate, uh, but I don't see a lot of momentum there. They didn't run on anything. Right. They, right. they didn't. They didn't run again. The two parties are unified on the things that are killing us. You know, the the wars, the control by multinational corporations. I don't see. Uh, a lot of change on the horizon and say they take both the house and the Senate, the Republican majority. I don't think that's going to bring us anything, any relief uh, yet from what's going on, because again, they didn't, they didn't run on anything. So I don't know. It's, I don't think this is going to impact it either. Mm. Again, we still have electronic voting machines, so it doesn't really matter if if the Republicans, they say it's a big sweep and it is a red wave, which is ridiculous. Uh, Let's say (laughs) the the communist red color wave of the GOP. Red rum. Let's let's say it is. Well, the the Democrats and the power structure will say it was stolen. Right. I I don't know. I'm waiting for that. I want to see. And I I don't want to see one or two tone. I want to see a ton like the MAGA Republicans. That's what I want to see on the side of the Democrats. I want to see them come out and say, hey, this thing was stolen. They stole it. Well, they'll do it. You know, that's the only way. reason they want. I, yeah. I want to see it. Tone. Go ahead, buddy. Well, they'll do it in a different way. They'll say that the vote yeah. was suppressed. Right. They'll say that they didn't. Yes. That the Republicans are blocking access to people of all yes. origins yes. and colors to be able to vote. That that's the yeah. way they'll say it's stolen. And then, you know, the other side, the GOP will say, well, they they had giant trucks of mail in ballots, which they do. Yeah. They do. Yes. Have all these, that's a mail in election still. Uh, yeah. So there's really no way that we can have free and fair elections in this country mm-hmm. when you still have electronic voting. And again, it's right. early voting, vote, vote early, vote often uh, that. And, and again, nothing will change. You will have if the GOP takes uh, leadership, you're just going to have investigations into Hunter Biden. They'll they'll do an an impeachment uh, dance with Joe Biden to to raise money. It'll just it again. It won't be an investigation into the NIH. It won't be an investigation into the military industrial complex and how Ukraine got seventy six billion dollars and we're trying to get Russia to launch a nuclear weapon on us. I mean, nobody's going to investigate that. So I, I don't know. I, I follow politics only because Sun Tzu says to know your enemy. And that's the reason. <laughs> right, right. You know, the, the thing is, and, and, and I, I, I've never seen this amount of election denial in my life, whether it came from Democrats or Republicans or the Trumpites, the Trump cult, has has gone all the way and pushed this and pushed this and it's it's largely a, a lie that came out of the mouth of Donald Trump, right? So I want to see the Democrats meet that energy. I want to see it. So so let, 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 let's hope. Well, let's see. The, uh, the the Republicans will probably win. I don't think they'll win uh, the Senate, but they'll probably win the House. Um, and and then let's see what happens. Let's see how many people come out and say, "Well, they stole it." I don't think it's going to happen to that degree. If 
the Republicans somehow lose, end of the world. End of the world. I think I think we need to be uh, conscious of what this is, right? Everybody's like, oh, the Democrats lose, they're going to riot, right? That they're going to burn down um, um, cities. Everybody automatically assumes that that's what's going to happen. And you're probably right, right? Depending on, on what the situation is. But if the Republicans lose, they are just as bad in a different way. It's all oh, we 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 lost. We we it was stolen. There was no possible way my dumbass mouth got me into problems here. It was stolen. It was stolen, right? And Kerry Lake, or I was talking about it with Tone, um, uh, before we went on air. Kerry Lake went on CNN, and they asked her, "Hey, listen, are you ready to accept uh, the um, the results of the election if you lose?" And she's like, "I'll accept the results when I win." She was like, yeah, but if you lose, yeah, I'll accept the results when I win. Right. It's really simple. Yeah, sure. I'll accept the results if I lose. I'm not going to lose, but I'll accept them if I do. Really simple to say, but she refused to say it because she goes along with everything that Donald Trump says to ride the wave. And that's why she's so popular. She's very good. She's very charismatic. She's a good looking woman. You know, she gets up there and and, and she's good. She's a good politician. She can shovel shit with the best of them. Right. (laughs) But um, uh, is she factual? Is she truthful? Can she back up anything she's saying? She cannot. Um, and uh, it, this has been proven time and time again. Whenever she goes on on uh, outlets that will actually push her, you know, and not just let it go. So I want to see that. I want to see the, the the Democrats match that energy. I want to say it was stolen. I want to see blue hats with with uh uh what is it? Make America great again with blue ones. You know, the Democrat type of way. I want to see that. Until I see that, I, I I just don't believe it, folks. What do you want me to do? Call me Doubting Thomas. That's what I am. All right. I want to see it to believe it. And when I see it, I'll come on here and be like, hey, you guys were right, man. Damn, these, these Democrats are not saying that the, 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 everything is stolen from them. This is incredible. I want to see it. Um, also, one more thing. Uh, Don, did I go to you on this? I, I don't know. because I'm No, no, no. I have no, no, no I, I'm going to throw it to you right now. Okay. Um, if the Republicans win the Senate or the House or both, it almost guarantees that Donald Trump won't be the president of the United States in 2024. Just saying, this is going to be a shit show. No matter who gets in, it's going to be a shit show. But if the Republicans get in, it's going to be a shit show, a massive shit show, because they're not going to be able to fix anything that they're saying they're going to be able to fix. Things are only going to get worse. The problem is systemic. It's not, it's not um, ex- exclusive to one party. It is a, a, a system-wide problem. There is a massive organ failure here in the United States. They're not going to fix this. And hopefully, we'll get to see that. That's the only silver lining that we're going to get out of any of this. When we see it, we'll be like, oh, okay, they didn't do shit. They said they were going to do it. They didn't do it. The Democrats are clearly not doing shit. Now let's say let's see what the Republicans can do. You think they're going to fix inflation? You think they're going to fix inflation? No. How are they possibly going to fix something that's been going on uh, that's been building for decades upon decades? How are they going to fix that? After Donald Trump did what he did for the for, for during the pandemic for 2 years. They can't fix that. They're not going to fix that overnight anyway. All right, Don. Come on. Tell me what's up. Well, I think, you know, again, the process, the, the most in, in, intelligible thing Donald Trump said during his uh, campaign, the 2016 campaign, and it, it was really astute, much more brilliant than anything else he ever said. He said, you know, the system is rigged and you don't trust those who rigged it to fix it. That's where we are now. And, uh, you know, the, this is the problem. Of course, uh, you know, I, I don't know where Trump got that from, but it, it was obviously the truth. So the problem is at this point, neither side, and again, I don't know how much how many of these people are involved in the charade completely and how many of them, maybe you, maybe the Marjorie Taylor greens or people like that, maybe they just pick for whatever reason. And they don't really understand the whole thing. I don't know. So they're partisan. They're Ilhan Omar's. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, regardless, there's no reason for, for anyone to accept the legitimacy of an election now because the process is utterly corrupted and the Democrats will, because the Democrats before 
uh, the 2020 election. You had Stacey Abrams, who I, I think still thinks she's governor of Georgia, doesn't she? Over and over again said she was governor of Georgia. And right. she was, I'm the legitimate governor of Georgia. You had Hillary Clinton's on the record a million times how she was robbed and, you know, Donald Trump's illegitimate president from uh, 2016. So the Democrats are certainly not above doing that. But uh, the problem I'm talking is, scale, Don. Well, scale. Well, yeah. Well, you had you had basically with the Republicans, you had that was basically Trump's people. And it was led by Trump because you didn't have uh, their, the Republican officials, by and large, quickly repudiated that. They couldn't wait to jump off of that. And if if this was an honest process, you just look around you. Now, of course, you, you, there are tons of Republicans in, in, that are to blame as well. But the, the Democrats are the ones that hold the power, really, in our society. They run the culture and all that, the media and all that. So any person, if, if I'm going out to vote, and I'm looking at, okay, let's see. First of all, what are the Democrats, what can they possibly run on? The worst inflation I've ever seen in my lifetime? Uh, support and, and a hope that we can get into World War III, including nuclear conflict? Uh, support for uh, what $60 billion they pumped into Ukraine, which is not a democracy in order to save democracy, to this little smug Napoleon wannabe? who uh, just sits there and thumbs his nose at us and keeps demanding more money. Uh, but that that's, what are they running on? What are they running on? The, the infrastructure is still collapsing. The Build Back Better, I don't see anything getting built. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, they're going to eliminate some roads because they're racist. They're not going to fix them, you know, or anything like that. That's so, I don't see anything getting done. I mean, all I know is that we look at, so it, really, if the economy, it's the economy, stupid, right? There should be, whether it's a red wave or not, there should be a huge turnover in Congress. So, you know, typically every election, as I've written about this many times, 96% or so of the incumbents get returned to office, which again makes a, which is a, a, a lower rate of turnover than the Politburo and the Soviet Union had at the height of their power. Everyone ought to be ashamed of that. So, and we really ought to be ashamed if that's actually happening, if that's the way people are actually voting. We, ought to, we have to hope that they're not counting the votes because otherwise there is no hope. If people are legitimately reelecting the Pelosi's and McConnell's and Chucky Schumer's and and, uh, and Lindsey Graham's, the worst people in the world, how could any of them keep winning reelection? But somehow they do, and they will. None of them will be beaten. It's an impossibility. It would be just like trying to get you know Comrade uh, Brezhnev out or something or at the height of his career. Impossible, and we know it. So the process is, and you already can see, it's already starting. They're going to have something. I don't know what it's going to be. And I don't know which way they're going to go, but it's going to be something they control. They may decide to throw some breadcrumbs to the, some crumbs to the Republicans and keep up the two-party charade and say, okay, you know, we're going to give you, I suspect they'll win one of the houses, maybe the house. Maybe they'll let them win both houses. I, I, I don't know. And then people will blame gridlock while nothing is getting done. Like nothing, nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever gets done for the good of the people. I mean, the only thing Biden has done in two years, he signed a lot of executive orders, but he's just basically mumbled a lot of anti-white rhetoric and, and threatened to go after insurrections and stuff. But I, I don't know really what's been accomplished, nothing other than the economy's just collapsing. So that's kind of the way it always works. But Pennsylvania has already thumbed its nose. The Supreme Court made a good decision recently, and that was that, uh, yeah, you know, mail-in ballots have to be dated. Duh. I mean, obviously, again, this and this is what happened in the last election. They're letting you know, no, they don't want them dated. Again, that's just inviting, just like you don't want voter ID. And this is this is all done. And every black person in America, uh, not the African Americans like Elon Musk, maybe, but every black person in America that are that, that are uh, that are you know saying that are agreeing with these idiot white woke people that it's racist to have voter ID. Again, what what is you know how paternalistic that is. To ask Louis Farrakhan what he thinks about a statement like that, because what does that say? And I think Alex Jones, it is, when he was really good, he went in some black community or said Owen Troyer, and he asked all the black people, and they they all were offended by it. Like, well, you think I don't have an ID? How? Why would I not? I can't live in society with an ID. So what do you? It's it's so it's one of those uh, uh, condescending things they do to blacks, where they say, well, you know, it's racist for to ask blacks for an ID. What, do blacks have to get an ID when they when they buy alcohol? Do they have to get an ID to do anything? I mean, this is ridiculous. So the idea that you would have, because it obviously opens the door up, the only reason not to have voter ID, and then we'll throw in the 19, 
40s poll tax or something as if that had anything to do with it you know or they, they've okay they suppressed the black vote yes back then they're not doing it now and but the idea that you're going to have open the door for this and again that side the democrats are openly cheering it on no can't have voter id it's racist and the most of the republicans are idiots and they don't they don't respond but that, that should be an easy argument to win. And the same thing with this, where Pennsylvania just said, when the Supreme Court said you have to date, they said, no, we're not going to do it. So I just imagine if that was a, a Republican state, what the media would be saying. They're disobeying the Supreme Court. That's impossible. How can you do that? So you can't have the society is barely functioning now, barely functioning. And maybe that's a good thing in one way, because they can't do that much if they're barely functioning uh, and they never do anything good. But I don't I don't see anything good coming out of this election. No one's gonna, and no one should trust the results either side. If the Republicans get both houses, you can bet. I don't know that there'll be an insurrection in the Capitol by, by uh, Democratic voters, but there may be riots and there's going to be nonstop condemnation in, in the press. And they're going to talk about, you know, not my Congress or something. They'll come up with some <laughs> stupid the same stuff they did for Trump. I mean, they right. said not my Trump, not my president for four years. Right. And they were just they were just wearing pussy hats and out screaming in the streets and just screeching like animals. They didn't even know what they were upset about. Well, for, the record, <laughs> for the record, Don, I said Trump isn't my president either. All right. Well, yeah. but 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 neither is Joe Biden. That's not my president. Yeah, yeah. Neither and was that's... Barack Obama. That wasn't my president. Bill Clinton wasn't my president. George Bush Sr. and his son, right. Right. they weren't my president. Ronald yeah. Reagan wasn't my president. I think I listed everybody that's been a president in my lifetime. Yeah, um, well, yeah I agree with you. But so Chris they, they, they're not mine. They're not my presidents, right? Um, but I, I never, well, you know what? What the fuck? You're right, Don. I can't. I well, can't. Met, met, <laughs> Metty thinks there's going to be a real insurrection. I, I, I don't know, Betty. But Chris Buckin says, did you see that Fox station in Arizona ran a thing in the corner of the broadcast showing Lake losing with 47% 12 days Ooh. before the elections. And see, that's the stuff, and that's Fox doing. They, they support Lake, right? So that, that's the problem is that there's no reason for anybody to, at this point, the system is so bad. As Tony said, you don't need any electronic voting machines. It's ridiculous. We need to go back to paper ballots, and we need to have, there is no such thing as a neutral observer, unfortunately, right now. So you would have to have equal numbers of Democrats and Republicans. I would say right. some libertarians and others that yeah. rush people yeah. or whatever to, to keep them honest. They all have equal access, equal amount. Uh, don't, you know, you got to stay 10 feet away or anything like that. No, the process has to be completely open and transparent. Hell, have it all televised and filmed. I, I would say, yeah. you know, let's have a channel, you know, or online or something where you, hey, you can observe the process. I'm with and that to, 100%. Yeah, right. you have to have that because yeah. there's nobody. At this point, why would anybody choose whether, you know, whether the Republicans are, you know, think that they just did it because of Trump? I mean, we know that's ridiculous. But the problem is the process is completely broken. There's no reason to fix it. It goes back to what I wrote about in Hidden History with uh, Vote Scam. You know, this goes back to the 1980s where, again, the, the Collier brothers, both of them died before their times. They found the guy that did the computer progressions, the computer program. I think it was the University of Miami. And they, they went to question him and he said, you talk about conspiracy 101. He looked at them and said, you'll never be able to prove a thing. Mm. That's what the guy who programs these things said. So this is where we're at. The system is completely broken. And it's been that way since Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War, where he was lauded for having a daring to have an election in 1864. Well, he made sure that the suspected Democratic voters in the Union Army weren't furloughed to vote. And I've gotten crimes and cover-ups in American politics, 1776-1963. I have the quotes from uh, uh, General um, what was the guy? Uh, Beast. Uh, what was his name? Beast. Tony uh, Beast, the guy in New Orleans. I can't believe I'm not I'm thinking of him right now. But he, I was he's, thinking of McClellan. No, 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 no. This, 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 this guy was a bad, he was a beast. Oh, I can't believe I can't think of it. But anyhow, the quotes are on the record where he, he, he let uh, Secretary of War Stanton, I think, no. I've done my best to stop Democrats from voting in New York City. I know what you're so, saying. So, I mean, this is a, a Beast Butler. That was it, Beast Butler. So this is, it goes back to there. It goes back to 1876 when they stole the election from uh, Samuel J. Tilden, who won the electoral vote and the popular vote. And then they just threw it in the House of Representatives and the, the Republicans had a majority, eight to seven. So all the disputed states, they said, hey, guess what? Republicans won. And most people don't know that's the only reason Reconstruction ever ended. 
was because they were they knew it was so over the top that they say, you know what, we're going to we're going to take the troops out of the South and we're going to end Reconstruction as a concession to you guys. I don't know. We might, we might still have Reconstruction if that hadn't happened. So people need to know their history. Landslide Lyndon Johnson, his Senate race, where that's where he got the nickname, where he literally took his men out in the, in the cemeteries and told them, you know, hey, get these names. And they said, well, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean, sir? <laughs> he says, hey, you got the most right to vote as anybody else. So that's where we're at. That's the system. And it has never been, it's never been more corrupt than it is now. And I mean, I said, I, I would say again, talk to Venezuela, whatever we think is the most corrupt country in the world, North Korea, oh. and have them send overseers yeah. come and say, can you assure that we have a fair election? Because they obviously our elections are more corrupt than anywhere else in the world. I think. Let's reach out to Maduro. Let's reach yeah. out to him. Say, hey, Right. Bring your people over here, man, because That's we don't right. know what the hell we're doing. Um, right. to, the, to that point, Bolsonaro over there in, in Brazil is claiming the same thing. He's yeah. claiming that if he loses, yeah. the only way he will lose is uh, because of fraud and because the election was stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the, this is where we are. Um, <laughs> and, and I blame I blame it. I mean, I know there's a history of, of fraud, but I blame the current attitude and mentality. Of the American people and now third world countries, which the well, America is a part of, um, uh, I blame this uh, squarely on the feet of one Mr. Donald J. Trump yeah, for pop popularizing the, the you know, and and uh, and promoting the I can't lose if I lose its stolen narrative. Yeah. Brilliant, brother. Thank you very much for another great yeah. gift that Donald Trump has given society. Tony, I'm going to give you the last word on this. What's up, buddy? Well, and it begs the question, does more voting equal more freedom? Mm. <laughs> That's a good, it's an open question. I mean, right. are we a republic or are we a democracy? Republics have levels and representation. You should go local level. I'm not even sure national elections are a good idea. I mean, why not go back to the first six presidential elections we had? I mean, John Quincy Adams was a good guy. He was voted in by the Congress. I think it would give us a lot more control over who rules us when we're more tied to our representatives locally. You would have, you know, your state legislator would pick your your senators again. This would again, I think when we bring it out to the to more voting, it just has more influence from the banksters. It was, as we've seen over the last hundred years, we've lost so many of our freedoms. Uh, so many of our institutions have been corrupted by this. And I mean, what do you do now? We know how to run. An election, by the way, David Knight's talked about this many times. I watched them do it in Iraq. I mean, we had, uh, you know, you had to dip your finger in the purple ink and all that stuff and had people, uh, you know, you had uh, one day of election. There wasn't early voting. There wasn't much of mail in stuff. You had one day and you had to go through the line. And, and again, there was paper ballots. We know how to run those things. But when you talk about electronic voting and unlimited mail in ballots, I mean, this is where you the corruption and the ballot harvesting, all this garbage uh, just ties back to corruption, Billy. So, no, you uh, make a lot of sense, dude. Like, I, I'm going to try to do my best Tony Arterburn impression right now. Um, I don't know who said this, but someone <laughs> said, right? Tony would have known and he would have been like, well, you know, in 1985. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, um, if, uh, if voting mattered, they wouldn't let you do it, right? That's right. I got to go right. back to that premise, you know, and, and sometimes we get we and, and by we, I mean, I mean, me we get wrapped up in in, in all of this. I mean, the, the, the mind control is strong. It is serious. This is no joke. Right. If voting mattered, they wouldn't let the people do. Absolutely. That's right. True. Mark Twain. Yeah. Go back to that. There you go. So so maybe I could take it back and try to do a better Tony impression. Well, As Mark Twain said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I tell you, speaking of voting, when I ran for Congress, we had right. one of the other candidates. He had a nickname for everybody that was in the debates or whenever we show up to an event. And finally, I asked him at the end of the election, I said, what, what's my nickname? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you're Tony Artifact because you remember all the past. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good one. Tony Artifact. Dope. I like that. Yeah. I like it, too. <laughs> You've been holding out on us, Tony. Uh, Andrea C. is in the chat. What's up? She says, I guarantee they will keep printing money. Whomever wins. And you're absolutely right, Andrew. Good thank, you. thank you for being here. Uh, Stephanie Green is in the chat. Stephanie. Thank, you. thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the doggy treats. That Darkness. was really nice of you. Yes. Angry Tiger. I think we spoke We spoke to Angry Tiger earlier, right? Stephen Kaspar is here. What's up, Stephen? How you doing? I'm trying to get everybody, you know, because I wait till the end and then I don't get anybody. Uh, Felix, I don't know who that is that you're talking about. Send me an email or something, buddy. 
Um, let me see. I don't know. All right. I think that's it for now. We, we can keep going and I'll, I'll keep looking. All right. So uh, um, a final topic here. Well, you know, it's probably going to range into a lot of things, but Tony brought it up earlier um, about the vaccine. This was all over the place, too. Um, Tony, take it away. Uh, tell me something about this. Yeah, you've got a story up on technocracy.news. And I'm just waiting. We were waiting to see what the CDC was going to do about the recommendation for adding the COVID-1984 jab to the list of required vaccines for your schools in a 15 to zero vote, get, get jabbed or no school. And this is from Dr. McCullough over on technocracy.news. Just a little bit of the highlight. Uh, the shots will be added to the U S childhood, adolescent and adult vaccine schedules after a unanimous 15 to zero vote by the U S CDC's advisory committee on immunization practices, gentlemen. And this is, uh, Part of the, not not all have been adopted by the states yet, but the CDC is weighed in, and uh, this has to do with the emergency youth uh, authorization. And it, oh, basically, when the CDC recommends it, it overrides that and gives the it indemnifies the pharmaceutical companies once that is uh, adopted by the states. Well, this doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> and and of course, did anybody have any doubt? Right. If anybody thought, you know, um, if anybody wanted to talk about a landslide victory, right, 15-0, that doesn't surprise me in the least bit. Who was the dissenting vote, right? Who was like, hey, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. It wasn't happening. What's up, Don? Yeah, and it's like, it's like and that's why, you know, it, all this stuff ties together. Because then I wanted to, to point out, you know, when we were talking about the elections, the, whereas I, I was saying, what are the Democrats running on? What are the Republicans running against? And again, they, there's so much there. They, they things like this, but so many of them won't even touch the vaccine issue. Right. They won't touch the certainly won't touch the COVID narrative, but they won't even touch the vaccine issue. And when it's obvious that you know maybe millions of people have died from this, and are, that's why I'm going to try hashtag died suddenly. Going to be one of my free speech tests on Twitter because uh, they've banned that everywhere. And obviously, it's a thing. But uh, the idea that you, that you would have this, but again, at the same time. The CDC is putting us in the same schools where uh, they're now literally, they, they literally want to give children the right to consent to, to, to mutilate themselves, cut their penises off, cut their little, well, they don't have breasts yet, but I don't, I don't know what you would do, but they, 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 to do that, to give, they, they want to live, you know, give young girls hysterectomies. You know how many women out and women out in the world that got cancer and stuff that whose lives are, are still dealing with the tragedy of having to get a hysterectomy? They couldn't have kids. And here you can have young women deciding to do that without their parents' consent. So at the same time, they're demanding that these kids who whatever COVID is, even if COVID was as real as they say, little kids have virtually no threat from it whatsoever. So to to put to mandate this, and again, that's why one of the greatest tragedies of the Trump administration was the fact that uh, when he originally named Bobby Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr., one of the most courageous people out there in the public eye now, the only Kennedy left that's got balls, has real balls, that uh, was he, he was going to serve as the head, a chairman of a commission to study the link between vaccines and autism. That would have, I think, prevented the COVID narrative from ever starting because they couldn't have developed this warp speed vaccine if people understood the damages vaccines have already done. All you got to do look is the rates of autism. I mean, Alex Jones and tons of people focused on this over the years was autism. I never heard of autism when I was a kid. I, I mean, I don't, maybe it existed. I've never heard of it. No, it was unknown. Right. It was unknown. I mean, the, the, if there had been a kid it, it, that had autism, I, what? It didn't, but now it's like, what is it? One in, I know, the rates, they keep going down and down and down. So, you know, maybe there'll be one and two, I don't know, in another few years. I don't know. But people don't question that. So that's why I guess we, they were ripe for the picking here with this vaccine. Because if they didn't question the damage that was done there, obviously they're kids. I mean, they start accepting, well, my kid's on the, the autism scale and Asperger's and all these other things. That, where, where was that 50 years ago? How come nobody had Asperger's then? Or we, nobody heard of it? Nobody talked about autism? Why weren't... I mean, I know when my kids were in school that already, you know, you had a, a huge chunk of the kids who were on the scale, you know, that had Asperger's or something or having to get, you know, smaller classrooms. They had to have more. I mean, that that didn't happen right. before. The only and the only difference is Dr. McCullough said when he was on my show, the only thing that's been introduced differently 
into the equation for all the deaths, you know, all the, uh, the huge increase in deaths, 40% last year, probably more than that this year, is the warp speed vaccine. The only thing that was introduced previously before autism and all these uh, autism scale things and Asperger's and everything were all those vaccines that kids didn't used to have to get. Now they do. So if you're going to throw this, the worst vaccine at all, I mean, this is unconscionable that the CDC at this point, all the evidence, I'm, I'm finishing up my book on the pandemic now and just going over the material. They know this, they know it for a fact. They've admitted it here and there. They know that this thing is, again, I'm just to be kind to them, is way more dangerous than helpful. Let's put it that way. Way too dangerous to take a chance on it. And people tell me all the time, well, how come everybody's not dropping dead around you that had vaccine? Well, First of all, I don't want that, but yeah, the vast majority of people that get the vaccines are not going to die. They're not going to have anything happen to them, but way too high a percentage are. And we didn't tolerate, as, as Dr. McCullough again said on my show, if, if they had had like a, a fraction of the adverse events for any other vaccine within the first month that they knew about this thing, they would have been immediately drawn off the market and scrapped. It's way too dangerous. We can't take these risks but they're taking risks like they've never done before. And if people like Jeff Renz, who's I'm on the show every Monday and many other people like that there. And I, I think there's a French virologist or something said, I, I'm sorry. They believe that everybody that's been vaccinated is going to die like within five years or something. Now, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't make those kind of predictions. I certainly hope that's not true, but this is by far the most dangerous thing ever. And to be saying, well, we're going to we're going to we're going to put it on the required vaccine. So but again, maybe that will destroy the public schools because, you know, demanding that they get this kill shot or potential kill shot for kids who have no you know, no reason to get it. at all. no adults really do, but certainly no kids do. In addition to the transgender stuff, critical race theory and all this crazy stuff. I, I the only thing I think that's keeping the public schools afloat are uh, the illegal immigrants who the Supreme Court in the 1980s under Ronald Reagan. Uh, assured, first assured that uh, illegal immigrant children of illegal immigrants have a right to the same education as everyone else, which is ridiculous. That opened the door to it. So I think because they're not really understanding the culture yet, so oh, I'm going to go get an education. And uh, but that's it. If if you take that away, uh, I don't know any American parent, very few American parents that if they could financially afford to homeschool. That's the only thing that I talk to homeschoolers all the time. Said, so, well, you know, the problem is financially, but. Anyway, I'm kind of going into something else. That it's a mess. <laughs> and like I said, I, I don't know. This election comes up. This is the kind of stuff Repu Republicans, if, you talk, if I'm a campaign manager for any of the Republican candidates, okay, let's run against World War III. Let's run for free speech and against censorship. Uh, let's run against mandatory vaccines or masks or anything like that. Let's run on my body, my choice, freedom of choice, all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's build on. Uh, let's 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 stop all aid to Ukraine while we have people living homeless in the United States and shitting Agreed. on the streets and and uh, all the kind of crazy stuff we have going on and the infrastructure collapsing. It's an easy thing to run on, right? But instead, you hear most of the Republicans talking about the the border wide open and everything while we're concerned about Ukraine's border. Instead, they'll you know they're going to still talk about corporate tax cuts and I, I don't. It's weak things about Joe Biden is you know left the border open when, in fact, Donald Trump did the same thing. It's much worse now, but he did. Anyhow, so that's uh, – any Republicans are out there want me for advice, so I'll be yeah. – <laughs> be sure to win. <laughs> I, I, I'd, be, I'd be too busy pulling out my hair trying to advise Republicans to do things, right? And, and, and yeah. let's remember, Obama deported more people than Donald Trump did. Yes, that's right. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, regardless, um, back to the uh, autism argument here, right, before – um, I mean, putting aside the COVID vaccine, uh, that, that that thing is a mess. Um, I think there are more things involved here, right? That, like, there was a, a level of awareness that wasn't here before, but also we need to take into, into account the environmental factors, uh, epigenetics, things like that. You know, I mean, uh, not just vaccines changed, but everything changed. Our surroundings changed. You know, we didn't have Wi-Fi back then, you know, and, and, and we didn't have this this interaction with with cell phones and and computers and and all this the GMO foods all of this stuff. I think all of that comes into play, and that's why the number continues to rise and rise and rise. Um, that's an issue. Uh, it, it's something we need to really pay attention to. And they will downplay the you know the arguments for the environmental factors. 
you know, they, they will say, no, it's largely genetic. Uh, what I, I, I am not, uh, I don't subscribe to that point of view, at least at not, not at this point in time with, with what I've presently learned. Um, I, I think we need to look into what we've built, you know, and, and what we've built around us while it's a technological marvel, it's a double-edged sword, right? It gives us so much, so many benefits, but there are incredible, incredible drawbacks to this technology. And we're seeing it every day, not only with with uh, with cognitive issues um, with the population, but also, you know, with cancer rates, things like that. We'll see, we're seeing it every day. It's not going to get any better. It's only going to continue to go up. And it's because of the way we're living. And we're not, uh, in my opinion, um, we're not we're not attached to the earth anymore. We're not we're not subscribing or, or we're, we're not living as God intended, in my opinion. That's just all right. What's up? Tone, do you want closing thoughts on this? What are we doing? We got to. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned off air, I think the CDC and the Federal Reserve could get together in a contest called uh, which one is, is, is a more fake government agency? You know, which one of us uh, is less accountable? I mean, they could have a contest over it. And the, the CDC obviously ignoring all data, all the VAERS database, everything else. And it reminds me in 2019, I did an interview with Robert Gore. He wrote an article called uh, the, uh, the, the Holy Grail to the Elites is Making the Truth Irrelevant. Mm. Well, they've certainly done that. They made the truth irrelevant. Why do I know the word myocarditis? Why right. do I know yeah. that? Right? Yeah. I know that because of the adverse reactions of the jab. Right? Why, do, why does the, the CEO of one American insurance company say they had a 200-year event, a 40% spike in the deaths of people 18 to 64? What is going on here? They're completely ignoring, ignoring all facts. And there's an agenda here. And I think really it comes down to in this post-truth era. I mean, again, they're, they're dressing it up. They're making it, they're sanitizing their crimes is really what they're doing. I mean, in the ancient world, they just sacrificed the children directly to Moloch. I just go back to cut out the middleman, guys. I mean, why not go back and build the statue and go back to it? That's what they're doing. Yeah. You're, well, you're, we, we, we have statues of... What's up, Tony? I thought you were done. What's happening? Well, the, well, the stats are, speak for themselves. You can, right. when you authorize this, and you're fifteen to zero, you're condemning children to to be to have adverse reactions to this yeah. thing, and and yeah. and, it, and it doesn't affect them. And so this is clearly, I think, a criminal act. In in Pennsylvania, they have the Baphomet. Yeah. They have a statue of that yeah. already. Right. You know, so yeah. we can go down there. And oh, and I I got to see the famous George Washington uh, statue when he's the Baphomet it's in DC. I forget yeah. in what, in what um museum I saw it, but it was like me at Disney. Then I'm like, look, <laughs> and I bring my entire family over. And I start explaining how this is George Washington is Baphomet. Um, it was dope. It was a good time. Um, okay. America unplugged ladies and gents. Thank you everybody in the chat. Um, I interviewed Gary McBride. We're going to put that up yes. on the channel later today. Um, I propose something to Gary. Gary's a good guy, right? I, I, I like Gary. Um, I think he's well-meaning. I think he is a true believer in what he's saying. And he's definitely sacrificed quite a bit. Um, Gary and I are on two opposite sides of things. We did agree on some things. And, and I like that um, people are coming to him attorneys are coming to him and asking him for the footage so they can free people, you know, that, that have been, you know, uh, incarcerated yeah. falsely right, on, on, under false pretenses. And, and that I'm, I'm all for that. If, if, if that's Gary's um, goal or not necessarily goal purpose with all of this, if this is what God has intended, great. He gets one person off. Great. You know, one person that's you, you, you've, you've done more than most of the population of earth already done more than Donald Trump. Right. Um, there's some things that I don't know. I, I, I disagree on certain points. Um, and, and I need to see more evidence for it in particular about officer Fanon. I, I, he says that he has footage of officer Fanon on uh, that. Yeah. He's getting beat by somebody, but it's really not him. It's a different officer. That's a, that's a big claim. Um, and, uh, and I want to see footage. So I've invited him on either the fringe or we can bring him on America unplugged. And and we can do and this could be a different show. It doesn't have to be a, a regular America Unplugged, like America Unplugged Extra or something. I don't know. And he can come here and show these videos. I want to see them. I know they're on Rumble and all of this stuff, but I want to see him with him explaining them, because when I look at them, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm like, OK, this looks yeah. regular to me. So I want to see what he sees. 
and uh, and we'll move forward from there. So we're, we're going to do it either on the fringe. We'll do it here. I'd love to have Don and Tony with me. Uh, so it just Great. doesn't have to be me looking at these things, but, but uh, I'd, I'd love to do it. So uh, I, I liked Gary very much. I thought he was a good guy. First impressions went a long way. So that will be here later on today. Also, go check the Infinite Fringe. I have Robert Sullivan on the 32nd degree Freemason, by the way, for all of you that are into that. Um, he, he's breaking down cinema symbolism. I had him on for symbolis- cinema symbolism 2. Now it's cinema symbolism 3. And we do... Um, Halloween ends. We did The Exorcist. We did The Joker. We did, um, of course, we touched a little bit on The Shining and a little bit on Back to the Future. Had to get that done. We did that the first time, but we had to bring it back. Uh, Ready Player One. Uh, You know, we discussed a lot of this and we discussed the purposes of putting these things into films, uh, the symbols and how some of these films are Russian doll, right? Just take them apart. Genius people that make these things. I could never do anything like that. That will be on the fringe later today. And of course, on Halloween, alien possession, alien and demon possession. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're the same thing or not, but we talk about it. So um, we're going to drop that on Halloween. Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. Tell them what's up. Well, uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, the program uh, America Unplug is sponsored by uh, wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. And of course, we have Wolfpack now. So you can uh, join for as little as $50 a month. You can get a membership of gold and silver sent directly to your door. Uh, it's guaranteed delivery in a time when there's a short supply chain of gold and silver. And it's again, it's an exclusive club. I don't know how many members I'll cap, uh, but we've been getting two or three a day and I'm building that. Uh, so uh, you can put in the uh, promo code America Unplugged and these two gentlemen and myself will be able to keep paying for bandwidth and uh, all the rest. And uh, that's a way you can support America Unplugged. Damn. He's, he's talking about a cap now. All right. Mm-hmm. That's that. So, so let's, I'll have to cap it. Eventually I'll right. run out of product. Let's get over there, man. Let, let's get, <laughs> let's get over there and do it. If you're interested, it's dope, man. Um, um, Tony sends me stuff from time to time and I love it. Um, so if, if, if you're looking to, diversify just a little bit go over to talk to tony arterburn man he's 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 a good guy um he's the best person to talk to but i wouldn't recommend anybody because you know people are always out for themselves uh, tony actually has your best interest at heart and i can say that uh 100 without hesitation he, he's gonna look out for you uh in this uh, when when you when you trust him with your money okay don jeffries what's going on buddy the legendary Mr. Guard Goldsmith is in the chat right now and oh. Vince Agnelli. What's up? Oh. How are you great. both? What's going two, on? Two great go Americans. There you go. Right, two great right. Americans. Real Americans. Real Americans. There you uh, go. The website is donaldjeffries.media. People can find it at donaldjeffries.substack.com. And Substack. I should have brought up early one thing, and somebody mentioned in the chat room that, uh, you know, we're also, in addition to everything else, America, we're told, is going to run out of diesel fuel in uh, mm. 25 days from October 14th which just happens, if you extrapolate that out, that just happens to be November 8th, which is election day. Interesting enough. <laughs> so uh, what that means, I don't know, but without diesel fuel, I would like, and uh, the uh, the White House spokesman, not the, the uh, you know, the typical ditzy woman that's there, but uh, some some guy, I don't know who it was, uh, they asked him about it and he just, you know, he, he didn't give you any kind of confidence. He was like, <laughs> he, you know, he didn't, he didn't say what you would think. You could picture Richard Nixon and this guy saying, hey, don't, don't worry, no Americans are going to be freezing to death this winter. And, you know, your, your food's going to get to the store. Nothing like that. And uh, but that's what's going to happen, folks. And they're already preparing that. You know, in Germany, they're uh, clearing, they're they're destroying uh, their uh, ancient forests. You know what they wrote fairy tales about the Black that's, Forest. That's good. For, yeah. For, yeah, for for uh, for firewood. And oh, it's yeah. all for because of our little Napoleon complex guy over there that Hollywood loves. It's all because of apparently who knew Russia provided energy to everybody but apparently they do because it's all based on that so i hope all you people out there that hashtag stand with ukraine i hope you don't freeze to death this winter and i hope you get some food and supplies because uh that's what it's costing you so and again just wanted to bring that up uh you know this is not a commercial but i i don't stand (laughs) with ukraine as if it wasn't obvious enough so (laughs) (laughs) no i mean you know what i i wish the people of ukraine the the best sure i want this all to end you know, and, and, and just go away. Um, there are people in-house here that are struggling. We don't have drinking water here in the United States for some places. Yeah. Okay, yeah. people are dying. Um, we can use that money. All right. Um, so, and, and listen, 
if if we can afford to give aid to to the people, give aid to the freaking people, not to the governments, like to the people, right? I would. I mean, how are you even going to do that, right? The go- go- governments yeah. are corrupt. They're, yeah, it's man. never going to happen, yeah. right? So we, we need to look out for ourselves here. But if we are going to turn the ship of our government here in the United States, we need to grab them and say, hey, look, we have problems here. Let's fix the problems here. Once we fix the problems here, let's talk about everywhere else. If we're going to talk about everywhere else, because you know me, I'll end that empire quick, fast. Done. Done. We'll be swimming in money. Make you know, Elect uh, uh, Tony Arterburn as president of the United States, please, so I can get this done. Let's go. All right. It's America Unplugged, ladies and gentlemen. I always enjoy doing this every Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Rockfin. And you know the deal. Go over to AmericaUnplugged.com and subscribe and spread it. Give us a five-star rating. Do the do the thing, please. We really appreciate it. All right. Next week, we will be back with Mo, Lord willing. Tony, play us out. Got Don't it. burn the place down while we're done. Yeah.